0: Welcome to Kids Considered, a podcast from UC Davis Children's Hospital where two pediatricians discuss children's health topics. I'm Dr. Lena Vanderlist
1: and I'm Dr. Dean Blumberg. So, snacks have A bad image. And people think of snacks and they think they're like empty calories or they're going to ruin your appetite for more nutritious food or that you should just wait until the next meal. And why are you even snacking? Right?
0: Oh, my God. I'm such a huge snacker. That is like (laughs) my husband always jokes when we go to Mexican food that like I'll just eat all the chips and salsa and then I won't touch my actual meal. But some people think of snacking as a sign of overeating or poor self-control
1: And maybe they are for some people, but for children, snacking is normal.
0: Absolutely. For young children, it's really not realistic or healthy to limit them to just three meals a day. I mean, think about babies.
1: Please, I think about babies all the time.
0: (laughs) What I mean is, (laughs) babies are eating every two to three hours.
1: Mm -hmm. Right, they are. And then as they get bigger and they can hold more... Then they increased about every three to four hours. It's not just three or three meals a day.
0: Mm-mm. So it stands to reason that snacks have an important role for children and maybe for adults, too. Mm-hmm.
1: But let's skip adults because they're just too complicated.
0: <laughs> agree with you 100% on that one.
1: So I also want to make clear why we frequently talk about diet and nutrition subjects on this podcast.
0: Because you're obsessed with food and they're your favorite types of podcasts, right?
1: Well, I'm interested in food, not obsessed.
0: (laughs) All right. Fair enough.
1: Okay. So one recent study showed that changing from a typical Western diet, which is going to be heavy on meat and processed foods, to a more optimal diet with less meat, more fruits, vegetables, legumes, and whole grains, that this can add more than 10 years to your life.
0: I know. It's so amazing. And the sooner we can really improve our diet, the greater benefit we'll have.
1: Right, and we often think about how our genetic makeup determines health, and, and it is important. It turns out that having genes for certain diseases increases the risk for early disease by about 30 to 40 percent.
0: Right, but we also need to consider diet and exercise, since leading poor lifestyle increases the risk by 300 to 400 percent.
1: In fact, diet and nutrition are now the number one cause of early death in the U.S. and worldwide.
0: Parents want their children to be healthy and live long lives, so we really need to encourage healthy eating at an early age.
1: So that's what we're talking about snacking. And what is normal snacking for children? When is too much snacking? What are healthy snacks?
0: Let's get right to it and do a deep snack dive today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Let's start with the frequency. Children are active and they're growing, so they need the calories to maintain their activity and their growth, and they need to eat every three to four hours during the day.
0: So for younger kids, this ends up being the usual three meals per day plus at least two snacks, and for older kids, three meals a day and one to two snacks, depending on how active they are.
1: And timing is also important for snacks. It's best to continue to expect that meals are regular. There's a lot of important reasons for this, including social reasons and ways for kids to interact with family. Um, We don't want the snacks to get in the way of routine meal times.
0: Right. So they're going to fit best a few hours after one meal and at least one to two hours before the next.
1: If a child wants to snack immediately after a meal, then they probably didn't eat enough.
0: And if the snack is postponed too long so that it's right before another planned meal, then, you know, they probably won't eat as much of the prepared meal.
1: Right. So the goal is to encourage children to have healthy appetites at mealtimes.
0: So we know how often and when healthy snacking occurs. Now let's get to the more fun part, which is talking about the actual snacks themselves.
1: Right. Like you talked about chips and dip. That's a good one. Or flaming hot Cheetos or French fries or double butter microwave popcorn, cookies, ice cream, candy. I can think of a lot of great snacks. Oh, you're making
0: my stomach hurt just like saying (laughs) all of those things. Those are the worst possible snacks.
1: I know, but they're the best tasting ones, right? (laughs)
0: Mm, Yeah. I mean, maybe it depends. My palate has really changed over time, but they may think those are the best snacks because of advertising.
1: Yeah, so you're good. You're not, you're not going to be manipulated by advertisers and societal trends, are you?
0: <laughs> well, I try not to be, and I hope that a lot of the parents and listeners aren't as well, because it's, they're really powerful. So we all need to keep our eyes open to this.
1: So I think we do, and, and snacking is really an opportunity to increase the overall nutritional value of children's diets, right? Exactly. So let's start with probably the healthiest snacks, which are fruits and vegetables.
0: Mm -hmm. According to the CDC, in the United States, 60% of children do not eat enough fruit to meet the daily recommendation. And this is not a shock to me, but 93% of children don't eat enough vegetables.
1: Yeah, it's really disappointing, but it's not shocking, is it? Mm -hmm.
0: No. But as you said, this presents a great opportunity to use snacking as a way to increase the daily fruit and vegetable intake.
1: Right, so think of like apple slices or grapes, peaches or cherries or plums when they're in season. Bananas, you can always find those around and maybe those with peanut butter or celery sticks are also good with peanut butter.
0: Oh yeah, the good old ants on a log. Do you know Are people are people still making that? It was like the celery stick with peanut butter and and raisins on it.
1: That's right, yeah, big ants. <laughs>
0: But I'm glad you mentioned peanut butter because it's a really good source of lean protein and, you know, pairing food. So having apples and peanut butter or celery and peanut butter or other things can make fruits and vegetables more appealing to kids.
1: How about grapes and cheese cubes? That's a nice combination.
0: Mm -hmm. It's like a little charcuterie board. Um, That's fine as long as you kind of go light on the cheese because that can increase fat intake.
1: So cheese sticks, are they allowed?
0: Cheese sticks are allowed, everything in moderation, that's all. And, you know, think about other dairy products like cottage cheese and yogurt because we know that calcium is important for growing growing bodies.
1: hmm got it, yeah. And then hummus and celery or carrot sticks, that's another good combination.
0: Absolutely. And think of other veggies that work well cut up like cucumbers, bell peppers, cauliflower, or broccoli. You can pretend, I used to pretend they were little trees and I would... Dip them in ranch and make it like snow on top of the trees, you know. <laughs> Fun <laughs> snacks.
1: Oh, you're good. That's excellent. <laughs> yeah. And there's frozen vegetables too. So frozen corn and peas, those are other options. I used to love when I was a kid, sitting in front of the TV eating the frozen peas themselves, not even thawing them out.
0: What? Are you serious?
1: Yeah, they're sweet.
0: Oh my God. I have never heard of that. But hey, as long as you don't have a kid who's in the choking risk category, um, yes, then Give it a shot. Yeah, no, I that like
1: was school age, yeah. <laughs>
0: school age for you. I like frozen grapes as a like a dessert. They kind of taste like little mini popsicles.
1: Uh-huh. That's a good one too. Yeah.
0: When you think about crackers and breads, you want to opt for whole grains um, and items with a more healthy preparation.
1: Yeah, like whole wheat or whole grain bread, crackers or tortillas, rice cakes, air-popped popcorn rather than using butter pop popcorn.
0: So notice that we generally have not been talking about processed foods since they have less nutritional value and often have a lot of added salt and sugar.
1: So I'm a bit concerned that we've offered up an ideal list of snacks and that some children, they just won't eat the things that we're offering them.
0: (laughs) We did give a lot of choices, but I agree with you.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So remember, we've done previous episodes on how picky eating can be part of a normal childhood. So I think we need to dig deeper and come up with some more alternatives for snacks, like for the four-year-old who just won't go for a multi-grain pita with free-range organic almond butter and responsibly sourced bananas.
0: (laughs) I totally get that. So if your child will not eat fresh fruit, then you can try dried fruit like raisins, apricots, pears, mangoes. Those can be delicious.
1: Mm -hmm. But be careful of dental hygiene, and we won't go over this in detail here, but we discussed previously how dried fruit can really increase the risk of cavities in our dental health episode.
0: Mm -hmm. Another option is to puree fresh or frozen fruit and then mix this into something like plain yogurt.
1: That's a good idea. And is it just me or like, I'm getting hungry right now. (laughs) (laughs) I am too. (laughs) Yeah. So the pureeing the fruit is a great idea and mixing with yogurt and you can gradually introduce small chunks of fruit as a bridge to eating the whole fruit.
0: Absolutely. Applesauce is another option. You can stir it into yogurt or top it with nuts. Lots of parents are fans of like the food puree pouches for infants and toddlers. Have you seen those? They kind of look like instead of like in a jar these days, they're in pouches. Like Oh, does
1: that make them more portable?
0: Yeah. And they just kind of like suck it out of the top. (laughs) And so these are extremely popular. And, you know, I think in moderation, they're also okay. But some people have concerns that you're not getting the development of the fine motor skills that you need for eating. So like using a spoon and like kind of getting messy. And we've talked about that in our recent episode on development and fine motor development. And they can also have a lot of added sugar. So kind of like when we talked about fruit juice, You know, it's like a concentrated sugar. And 58% of these pouches they found had added sugar beyond what was naturally present in the fruits and vegetables. So this is just something to consider. Again, I don't think that it should be the primary snack on the go.
1: Yeah. And then if parents have more time, another way to increase fruit intake to reluctant eaters is to use fruit in baked goods.
0: Like what exactly?
1: I'm thinking of like mixing fruit like blueberries or other berries into muffin bread or pancake batter, for example.
0: Mm, yeah, I get it. That sounds like a great way to to get some fruit in their diet.
1: And speaking of pancakes, you know, some kids, they love breakfast cereal and they snack on it like not just for breakfast. They, they, it's like all day they like to eat breakfast cereal.
0: Oh, yeah, like Cheerios. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like the go-to one that you think of.
1: Yeah, so they'll have them for an afternoon snack or or other times.
0: Mm -hmm. One advantage of ready-to-eat breakfast cereals is that they are very easy. They're a very quick snack, and most children love them.
1: Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of choices, and not all those choices are healthy, however.
0: Right. The healthy ones are low-calorie with lots of nutrients and fiber and not too much sugar.
1: Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing that the cartoon characters and colorful boxes are less important. And we really need to take a really close look at the nutrition label.
0: You mean the one where they just pick out the marshmallows and leave all of the other <laughs> stuff? Yeah, that uh-huh. one is, is for special occasions only. But <laughs> there you go. You definitely want to choose cereal with no more than 12 grams of sugar per serving. And I think I've mentioned this before, but it's a really fun activity as your kids get older to let them say like, okay, you have to find a cereal in this aisle with you know, 11 grams of sugar or less, and then they can go pick out their own. So it gives them some autonomy and teaches them how to read the nutrition facts label, both of which are great things to do. And you want to make sure that the cereal has at least two grams of fiber per serving, but ideally closer to five if you can find it.
1: Mm -hmm. And if the child says, well, this one isn't sweet enough, then you instead of adding sugar to it you can add cut up fruit like peaches strawberries or bananas and the naturally sweet fruit will make it sweeter
0: and when you have a choice choose cereals that are made with whole grains which are becoming increasingly easier to find
1: so dr lena do you have a favorite cereal
0: i actually love all cereals like we we have like a healthy one that is like a fiber you know, plus or something. I don't even know exactly Mm -hmm. what the name is right now. But when I was pregnant, my like craving food, I wasn't like eating like pickles and peanut butter or anything like that. I was eating honey nut Cheerios. (laughs) Well, that's relatively healthy. (laughs) They're okay. I think it fits into that 12 grams or less, but they're still pretty sweet. These are all great ideas, but not all parents will have the time, energy, or resources to make homemade blueberry muffins from scratch for their kids.
1: Yeah, you're right. And we live in such a fast-paced world these days that it's going to be very appealing to take advantage of popular fast food restaurants or just run into the grocery store to get a snack.
0: Mm -hmm. So what can parents do when it is going to be a french fries and chicken nuggets kind of day?
1: Well, one option is to share so that the fries are split among friends or family members.
0: Right. A lot of these places will have a healthier option like a salad. So If you could get your kid to do that, make sure you're opting for a low-fat dressing, although I'm not sure I've ever known any child to ever order a salad anywhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And if you run into the grocery store, try to opt for baked tortilla or potato chips, which are lower fat, although, you know, they often have very high salt content. Um, Or like a pretzel's good, but go for whole wheat pretzels.
0: It can be tough to get healthy snacks when you're on the go. So it really is best to plan ahead and make sure you have healthy ingredients and options at home that you can bring with you when you're on the go.
1: So let's talk about a specific on-the-go busy situation and smart snacking for kids who are playing sports.
0: It's super important for kids to snack well and drink right before and after a game or practice and even sometimes during a game.
1: Right, small and frequent eating is the way to go with sports. You want to avoid large and heavy meals right before or after exercising.
0: Right, this is going to be uncomfortable and slow your child down.
1: Many of the healthy choices that we've already talked about are portable and they're perfect for sports, including small portions of cut up or whole fruit, a half of a peanut butter sandwich on whole grain bread, nuts, hard boiled eggs, for example. And you just have to plan ahead and make these snacks and bring them along.
0: For older kids who will be particularly active with strenuous sports, it's even more important to having a snacking and hydration strategy.
1: So plan a mostly carbohydrate snack with moderate protein about 3-4 to hours before the activity, low in fiber and fat, which can cause an upset stomach and slow a kid down. For a 70-pound child, have them drink about 8 ounces of water about 2-3 to hours before, and if they're a teen or adult size, then about 16 hours of water is good
0: and then another 8 ounces of water right before an activity.
1: And keep hydrated during exercise with about 3 to 4 ounces of water every 15 minutes or so. And if the activity is prolonged longer than an hour or two, consider a sports drink instead of water to replace carbohydrates and electrolytes.
0: Make sure you don't confuse sports drinks with energy drinks because energy drinks have caffeine, they're high in sugar, and they really are not at all good for athletics and they can lead to poor performance. They can actually be dangerous if you have that level of caffeine and then you're exercising on top of it.
1: Then after exercising, get rehydrated and a healthy snack within 30 to 60 minutes. A snack high in carbohydrates and protein helps muscle development.
0: What about the kid who uses snacks for another reason when they're not even hungry?
1: Oh, yeah. And adults do this too.
0: Yeah. Tell me about it. I am like, when I'm anxious, I've like have a bag of chips next to me and I'm like just shoveling them into my mouth.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we know that some people, including children, sometimes they eat because of their emotional state or feelings, even when they're not hungry
0: hmm One common reason to eat other than hunger is boredom. The children may be getting too much screen time or they're mindlessly snacking while they're watching a show or videos.
1: Stress or depression are other common reasons to eat unconsciously.
0: And other less common reasons could be things like anger, they're tired, they're frustrated, lonely, or insecure. Or sometimes even when we're super happy, we want to eat more.
1: hmm Sometimes you'll see children constantly snacking.
0: So what can parents do if their child is eating out of boredom?
1: Well, we need to give them something to do so that they're not bored, so to get them involved in an activity that they're interested in. They could be playing a game or reading, interacting with a pet, going for a walk, taking the pet for a walk, drawing, coloring, anything to distract them and get them involved in something else.
0: And if they're eating in response to an emotional state or if they're upset, then talk to them about their stress. Why are they depressed or angry? What are some other ways they can channel these emotions?
1: And, you know, we understand it can be a real challenge to get some children to share their feelings, but it's really vital to know what's going on, what's leading to the mindless eating in order to address it.
0: Absolutely. So let's summarize the most important points about snacks.
1: So your child's diet is critically important to their long-term health, and that's why it's important to pay attention to their snacks.
0: But snacking is totally normal for kids, and more snacks between meals are even more common for younger children.
1: Avoid highly processed foods for snacks, and instead use snacking as an opportunity to increase intake of fruits, vegetables, fiber, and whole grain.
0: Some breakfast cereals can be healthy and convenient snacks, but pay attention to the nutrition label and make sure that the sugar and fiber content are appropriate.
1: Snacks can be an important component optimizing sports nutrition for active children.
0: And finally, for the child who's constantly snacking, find out what the underlying cause is and address it. Maybe encourage other activities if they're bored or discuss their feelings if they're depressed or stressed out.
1: And that reminds me of a joke.
0: I bet there was a lot of good snack jokes.
1: There were a lot of good snack jokes. Why do plants use photosynthesis? Why? So they can have a light snack.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good one. You know, when, when I was reading through this, I thought about Orlando, our producer, who's on here mm-hmm. with us. Because I think you told us once, Orlando, that you put out like a bowl of veggies before dinner and dipped. For your kids, is that right?
1: That's right. And to this day they reach for the veggies first. Yeah, <laughs> they, they do. So, That's great.
0: Yeah. And what did you call it something funny before?
1: Um, we just we just call it the veggie bowl. The veggie
0: bowl. So <laughs> uh-huh. so you put that in. do you have dip too?
1: Nope. They eat it raw. Oh
0: my gosh. Good. Yeah. So so try these things, I guess. You're never you never know what your what your kids are gonna go for.
1: That wraps up this episode of Kids Considered.